This is Dan Barry. I'm here with comedian and actor Momo Rodriguez, kind of talking about his career as well as some other things. So let me start off with just get this out of the way. The other day I watched the latest episode of My MC and what the fuck, Steve? <laughs> let me just say that to be walking around Walmart and having a woman just yell at you randomly, what the fuck, Steve? And then cry in front of you has been life-changing. I can only imagine. Um, um, now, I understand that you were friends with the show's creator. Um, when you first got the script and knew how the episode was going to end, what were your thoughts on it? You know, the thing is, I never knew uh, Elgin. He knew of me because I did a video, a parody video, making fun of mines three years okay. ago. So I made a video just talking about how the, the characters they have on there are very... Uh, unrealistic not authentic they that they were too good looking and it was just like a little viral video that i made and then later on three years later elgin had an idea based on a character that is based on his one of his friends and i kind of had a i reminded him a little bit and and then he based it off his friend and off of me and i think when it came out i'm not sure if i was considered for it because i'm not sure if they thought they knew that i was an actor or not maybe just a comedian and um, my, my manager submitted it and, and uh, we got a call back on my tape. And that was pretty much the first time I actually spoke to Elgin was on my first callback on mines. And right off the bat, Elgin told me, this is your arc. This is what's going to happen to you. And when he told me that it really, uh, you know, as a comedian and now, you know, considered to be an actor, it was one of the greatest challenges to be able to portray something so personal to somebody and also something so poetically relevant to the times. Now, being that this role was nothing like you had done before, like you said, you were primarily a comedian. What kind of yeah. research did you do for this such a dramatic role? You know, I grew up around these guys, these, uh, these clubs. You know, I grew up around them. We had family and friends, you know, that we knew that were part of these clubs. And, you know, I was never one to, I mean, I don't, I don't ride a motorcycle, but I did grow up around the lifestyle and it was really as a, as a comedian, you're, you're an observer of life. You know, you're an observer of people. And I've been observing these men my whole life. And it was a beautiful tribute to be able to, uh, to, to portray one of them. And especially one that might've been me if I would have gone that route. I think I would have been uh, that guy fumbling cups and beers if I was able to be one of these clubhouses. Uh, now let's talk about how the episode ended being that now your time in Santa Padre is over. What's next for you? Are you going to seek out more dramatic roles or are you going to go back to your comedic background? I don't know, man. You know, it's so crazy because I'm such a, I try to tell this to people, you know, comedy is tragedy plus time. Most of the material that I do on stage is from tragedy. Um, I feel like I've been doing drama my whole life, except I, I put the camera in a different angle to make it comedic. And maybe that's why it was so much fun to do drama because I felt like I was doing the same thing without the pressure of making you laugh. I do want to do as much as I is being thrown at me. You know, my new mindset is now let me portray stories. Let me, let me tell stories in other types of ways. Let me challenge myself to, to, to give you a, you know, a message or, 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 or a lesson. And there's a lot of lessons behind Steve and a lot of, you know, um, I don't know. It, it, it just such a beautiful role. And, and uh, 
it really set the bar in my career. It set the it set the bar with people I work with because to find a director like Elgin James, a creator writer to work with again, is gonna be like my my next struggle in life. Completely understandable. Yeah, like you said, it was such a such a change from what you've done before, but you just kind of move the camera at a different angle. Yeah, in a sense. Um, now, you know, let's talk about some other things. Um, now I noticed that on your you have a um, apparel line, single six dos. How did that come about? I'm from five. I'm from the area uh, we called Sela, S E L A, which is southeast Los Angeles County. Um, you know, I'm not from East LA. I was raised around East LA. I'm not from South Central. We're from the Southeast LA area, which is Norwalk, Bellflower, Artesia, Cerritos, down and all these other little little cities. Um, and the area code is five six two, all the way down to Long Beach. And I think it's another breed and branch of LA culture that I want to just represent. Five six two, uh, cinco six dos, because it's a it's a mixture between English and Spanish. Um, I also have an, uh, the same line goes under another line called Miralo, which is look at them. And it's something that our culture always says when someone doesn't like, look at him, look at him, like he's doing something. And I wanted the Miralo brand and apparel to like represent this side of, of, of the culture. You know, being Mexican American, uh, first generation, uh, you know, it, it's it, it was important for myself to to portray that on TV, the represent, you know, kind of give that representation. And I wanted to do that in other in other types of forms and outlets like stand up, and and you know, apparel. And even, uh, you know, podcasting and a bunch of different things. I want to really uh, show that the Latinx community or Chicano community or Pocho, whatever you want to call it, is is uh, a beautiful, uh, amazing uh, force and market that uh, that loves to uh, express itself in many artistic ways. Now, speaking of that, how has your experience as a Latinx person affected your perception of your roles and movies? You know, um, I'm a student of the greats, uh, all the way down to one of my favorite was Riz Valdez. He, you know, he's an amazing playwright of Zoot Zoot, you know, director, writer of the Bomb, all those movies that brought big stars like Edward James almost, you know. And um I, I for me, you know, to be part of the the this ensemble cast with heavy hitters like Edward James almost, Emilio Rivera, you know, Jacob Vargas, these are guys that I look, look up to and then and then all these other actors. I mean, it's, it's just, there's no words really. I mean, to be part of this beautiful uh, uh, group of pioneers that are just keep on pushing forward and me to be in the mix with them has just been a dream come true. And of course, you know, I have to give a shout out to my mentor and teacher, George Lopez. Um, put it to you like this. This is how united this, this group of people uh, is um, when I first got the part of Steve, the first person I called was George Lopez. And the first thing George did was congratulate me. And he actually hired uh, uh, his own personal acting coach to help me throughout the show. Awesome. I mean, that's just beautiful brown excellence at its best. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to represent my culture and many other uh, uh, projects. But I got to go back to comedy, though, man. Comedy is my bread and butter. Yeah, I understand that you also were the producer of George's Chinglon podcast and one of his Netflix specials. Yeah, well, that was the most funnest thing in the world to be on the road with George Lopez putting a special together. I mean, for me, my gosh, that was pretty much a lifelong dream to be with my hero. I mean, he it was he is the voice of 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 my childhood and and also like that one 
voice that pushed me to, to pursue comedy and to be alongside of him in some of these projects was just, it was amazing. Uh, um, you know, I can't tell you enough how, how important these, these, these people are to me and uh, to be working alongside of them has been one of the greatest moments of, of, of my career so far, because now I want to do more with them. Uh, it came at me during a very difficult year. Um, this year has been very difficult uh, for everybody. You know, we had a shoot during the pandemic and then I lost my mother in January during the shooting, shooting of mine's. And that for me was like, I mean, she was my, you know, she, she was an inspiration to comedy. She was the one that supported me, pushed me into this. And uh, I owe her a lot of, uh, of uh, credit for uh, putting me in that mindset to continue with Steve and making sure Steve's character was, was, was given the right respects. And now talking about more Latinx representation, what was it like for you the first time you saw Latinx representation on the screen? You know, I um, I said to myself, we can do that too. And that was like maybe nine years old when I first saw my my, my people. Because I thought everybody was the same until I went out into the real world and like, wait, we're not the same. <laughs> my neighborhood... <laughs> My neighborhood has a corn man and yours doesn't. I don't, I don't get that. It, you know, it was different. And then uh, seeing the TV representation of, of Latino names and Latino subject matter, that wasn't always, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, negative. Oh, man, that touched my heart and I wanted to pursue that. I wanted to teach others how to get involved in that. Even, even today, that's my biggest goal is to how do I help kids uh, pursue a, a career in the performing arts and give them the right tools and and the right directions to, to flourish in it. Um, but for me, I think my, the guy that I saw, the guys that I saw were George Lopez and Edward James almost. Those were the guys that I was like, wow, I want to be doing this stuff. And now you work with George and Edward James almost. <laughs> it's, it's a weird man. It's one yeah. of those things where it's like, it's, it's so surreal. But then when you work with these guys, you realize that as you're working with them, there is so much more that needs to get done. And there's so much more as a community, as, as, um, you know, as, as a culture that, that we would love to show the world what we can do. Um, my great uncle, um, Anthony Quinn, you know, my, my, uh, my real name is, it was Pablo Rodriguez Oaxaca. And we're related to the great, uh, Antonio Rodolfo Quinn Oaxaca, you know, that's well, he's always been my number one inspiration to have a family member to be a two-time Oscar winner. So that also kind of kicks in, you know, in, in the working hard and, and, and pursuing uh, this dream. Now, I know that um, you're, like you said before, your primary love was comedy. Um, do you have any comedy specials coming up? Are you going to do, are, you, are there any comedic roles or standard specials coming for you? That's what I'm working on right now. You see, I was going to do one last November, but then the pandemic hit and stand-up was at a standstill. You know, I haven't been on stage in over a year. I think last month I did a small show outside, but my next show is coming up on May 19th uh, at the Brea Improv in Orange County. And then I'm also doing the Ha Ha Comedy Club on the 29th in North Hollywood. But I'm coming back slowly to stand-up on indoors and on stage and eventually the goal is to do a special this November and kind of bring it back. Like I think it's time now that I tell my story. I've been doing stand-up for 15 years. 
I've been helping others create their 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 specials. Now I want to create my own and tell my. I think it's time people heard my story, and uh, hopefully that inspires the younger generation out there to to push forward. And uh, you know, in order for us to really look at what's going on in our lives, we might need to have to laugh at a little bit. Once you laugh at something, it's easier to troubleshoot. Kind of, you want to be the inspiration, kind of like George and Edward James were for yourself. That's that is my my goal because it's funny. I I just talked to George yesterday, and I continue to learn from him. And and also, Mister Olmos, he is was just an amazing teacher. And you know, we're never done teaching. We're we're never done uh, inspiring. And uh, I want to be that person for most of the young, you know, comedians out there that are that are trying to find their voice and. Um, I would love to be a downbeat in their career, whatever I can do. Now let's talk about a bit more about Mayans. What was it like doing all the filming during the pandemic? You know, thanks to Disney, we were so safe. Uh, Disney was really on us to make sure we follow protocol. We wore our mask, the crew, the cast, everybody was just so like, we were one of the only productions that weren't shut down. Uh, we didn't shut down at all. We continued since October all the way up to March uh, filming. And uh, I think I'm very proud of everybody. I'm so happy that we all came together and uh, made sure we were all safe. It was a little different. You know, there wasn't as many uh, people around the set. You know, we couldn't bring any visitors. We couldn't bring anybody unless they were tested or, or you know, approved by everybody. And then uh, wasn't that much background or extras. You know, it made it very intimate that we actually all got really close i mean i got close to the guys i mean i to this day they're my brothers no matter what uh no matter what we're we're, we're family once a mayan always a mayan um but it, it was it was uh really safe and, and i want to give a lot of love to to fx disney and, and the cast and crew the production teams everybody for keeping us you know more focused on our character um and they were worrying about everything else makes a lot of sense now um do you have any, I know we talked about how you want to get back out there. Although those two shows that you have coming up, the two stand-up shows, do you have any other stand-up specials coming or any other stand-up shows, I should say? Um, we have, uh, another one I have is I'm going to be, I'm going to be back and forth right now. You know, I'll be honest with you. The biggest issue right now, <laughs> this is going to be funny. Um, when I, before I was on Mayans, I was a stand-up going on tour with every comedian you can name. Um, so the, the thing with the clubs is that they won't put you, on stage unless you're on TV, you know, because they want to know if you could sell tickets. So ah. it was so hard to get booked. I know so many funny, hilarious guys that don't get booked because they don't have that much popularity. So for me, it's always been a struggle. How do I get booked? And then when I do get booked, you know, how do I, you know, tell the convince the club to give me a weekend or a Friday. So right now they're having me do the weekdays. So all this time struggles of trying to get on it because I'm not on TV. And now that I'm on TV, I feel like I have the same struggles, <laughs> you know? So right now we're trying to get me more stand-up state, uh, stand-up time. Um, if anybody wants to help, all they got to do is call the comic club they're in nearby and say, Hey, can we get Momo Rodriguez in this club? I would love to go around the country and just uh, share my stories and share my comedy and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, inspire and, and uh, we'll have a good time. Trust me, we will have a good time. There's a reason why I've worked with the greatest comedians in the, in, in the world, because uh, I know how to have a good time on stage. And then where can people find more about you online? 
honestly, I do everything through my Instagram, and that's just at Momo Rodriguez, M-O-M-O Rodriguez. Everything's on there. I push everything on there. You know, um, that's where I do my nightly lives, and I talk about anything you want to talk about. My goal right now is I'm trying to write my special, so I would love as much human interaction and, and fan interaction and just tell me about your problems. I am listening. What the fuck, Steve, is ready for some partying? Uh, do you have any uh, final words for our listeners? I want to thank you so much for actually reaching out and, and having this. Give me an opportunity to talk, man. I, I, I love the fact that uh, that uh, people are interested in hearing my story, and it's people like you that push my story forward and do their your part to help my Latinx community flourish. And uh, I want to thank you, Dan, so much. And uh, everybody else, don't forget to watch Mayans MC. It's coming up, the, the last episode, but it's also streaming on Hulu. Binge it. Enjoy it. Love it. Santo Padre, baby. Once a mind, always a mind. Thank you for your time, Momo. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.